0: Only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Varmt välkomna till ett nytt avsnitt av Champagne-podden. och Idag så kommer ni få lyssna på en intervju med Oliver Kryg. På då champang. Intervjun är inspelad på Berggrönska trädgården uppe på Djurgården och första gången som jag besöker restaurangen och förhoppningsvis inte sista för att jag tycker att maten, servicen och atmosfären var helt otrolig. Jag har gjort en intervju tidigare med Olivier som var inspelad via telefon där ljudet inte var nå vidare och min prestation var inte speciellt bra heller så jag hoppas att ni kommer att eh, tycka att den här intervjun är bättre men vi gör så att eh, vi rullar intervjun och sen så kommer jag tillbaka om en liten stund
2: It's time for another episode of the Champagne podcast and uh, I'm really glad to be here in uh, Stockholm at a secret location and doing an interview with uh, Oliver Kryg we're well, welcome to the podcast.
3: Merci, bonjour. Uh, how are you? I am very, very good. Always happy to be in Sweden. You're looking good. I look very good. This is the end of the year. Everyone is happy. Everyone is getting ready to enjoy some great champagnes.
2: Yeah, very, very nice. I heard uh, this is the last uh, city that you visit for, for your tour.
3: Yes, this is the last city of the year. So it's almost like a farewell uh, celebration. A pre-Christmas party tonight. A pre-Christmas party. Where
2: are gonna celebrate uh, Christmas this year uh, at home in Reims. at home in around with your family
3: yes of course so your wife and you have two children my kids and my mother and my brothers and my sister and everyone
2: uh, do you think uh, champagne is a good match with a Christmas uh,
3: table the Christmas food yeah champagne is a good match with a uh, almost everything as far as you have the right people and you you are in the right mood.
2: Yes, I totally agree. Before we start everything, um, I would like to you to tell me just a, a short uh, history about yourself and also a history about the house of uh, Kug.
3: My name is Olivier Krug, I am Director de La Maison Krug, the House Director. I participate to the testing committee, which I joined 30 years ago, and I also travel the world every day to meet Krug lovers, mainly. Um, I am the sixth generation in the story of the family, a family company which has been founded in 1843 by a man whose name was Joseph Krug. And this man had um, a dream, and Krug was his dream. And his dream was to go beyond the constraint of vintages, beyond the constraint of climate variations, in order to be able to offer every year the, not only the best possible quality, but the fullest expression of champagne. We can tell the listeners
2: we had a, just had a lunch here in Stockholm and we tried the, the 167 uh, Grand Cru. We tried the 04. Uh, vintage and the 06 Vintage and then we had the 162 Gran I think uh, all of them were, were really nice, but uh, I was really emotional, touched by what we started with, uh, listening to the music. Can you tell the listeners a little bit uh, about the music and uh, what it's representing for, for Krug?
3: music has always been a part of Krug. I remember when I joined Krug, my dad described his role as the equivalent of a conductor, trying to play, aiming to play the, the same piece of music every year with different musicians. Therefore, it can never be the same. You cannot follow a a recipe. You have to deal with the musicians which are given every year. And he said, my my main job is to identify every year new type of musicians who could join on board this orchestra. Uh, over the time we've um, developed an approach called music pairing which is very much equivalent of food pairing. Food pairing is when a chef creates dishes to pair with the champagne and enhance the quality of each other. Music pairing is exactly the same. A musician is invited by our chef de cave our cellar master to test to listen to the champagne. The, the, name, of the, cellar masters, yeah. the name of the cellar master is Eric Lebel and very soon Julie Caville. and the the chef de cave invites a musician to taste the champagnes and based on what he or she feels the musician will offer some little pieces of music which we call Krug Echos, in order to pair with each of the champagnes.
2: We tried the 167th edition And the youngest wine was from 2011, is that correct? Yes, it is. Uh, And that's the same uh, year that my son was born. Oh, great. Uh, And I really had to
3: hold my tears back. I I was emotionally touched. Every Grand Cuvée is a symphony whose music has been written by Joseph Krug um, uh, 175 years ago. But every year we have to play the same symphony with different musicians. So we, in few words, I think we aim to offer the the fullest, the richest music of Champagne. So it's not about one instrument. It's not even about one or two lines of very good instruments. It's about really giving a space to everyone. And what we are very proud of. At Krug, is the fact that Krug is a is a tribute to the whole region of Champagne. It's not only a tribute to Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but it's a tribute to Pinot to Meunier. It's a tribute to uh, growers and cooperatives. It's a tribute to uh, um, very very famous villages and less famous villages. And I believe there are not that many Champagnes where every Little expression of champagne as far as it has an individual character can express itself so you don't feel one instrument but you feel for example in the 167th edition you can hear 191 musicians playing together
2: so it's 191 uh, different wines blended together yes that's amazing i would say i fantastic. think so i think so fantastic regarding the the 167th edition i think uh, it's really nice to drink right now and uh, you can drink it also in the future. Do you have anything to to say about the, the 167th edition of I the th- Grand? I Cuvées think Cuvées.
3: To- talking about the future, I I agree with you because um, a great champagne is like a great wine. It's a champagne that will benefit from time and aging, and this is very well known for Grand Cuvee. Because Grand Cuvée edges extremely uh, well. Uh, what is interesting is in the past there was no addition on the label, so most people were just drinking their Grand Cuvée as they were coming into their cellars. We know that now with the addition, some people will start to test, to keep aside some Grand Cuvée in order to test them uh, later but very few people buy to drink later. What, what you For drink sure. late is, uh, m- in most cases, things which have been kept uh, by accident on the side.
2: I'm writing an article regarding the vintage of 2008 And uh, I think the 2008 is overhyped because maybe 90 to 95% of all the vintages uh, 2008 is going to be drunk fast. So people buying the 2008, they won't really feel the full potential of it.
3: You find people who know the aging potential of great champagne and they like to age a little bit their champagne. It's very rare that people age a long time their champagne because you can never predict what you will be like in 10 or 15 or 20 years. So actually, uh, based on my experience with Krug, which is by definition the champagne, which is known with best aging, uh, I've met very few of these people. So I believe for other champagne, that doesn't exist a lot. No. I believe champagne is still pleasure, it's real enjoyment. One of the great assets of great champagne in that great champagne are ready to be drunk when they are released. We are currently releasing Crook 2006. We have it right in now. our glass, and this champagne has been already aged 12 years by us. So the day of the release, this champagne is ready to be, uh, to be enjoyed. Today we've been trying
2: uh, the vintage
3: 06 and
2: uh, I think it's, uh, it's a really, really nice vintage. It's one of the last releases of, of the 06. Uh, we've, been, we've been seeing uh, a lot of houses releasing the 06 a couple of years ago. But you're releasing it uh, now. Why are you? Have you been waiting so long to release
3: it? Uh, I don't know if it is so long or, or not. But um, at Krug, um, uh, vintage is what we call champagne number two. In champagne, vintage is always the best champagne for a house. At Krug, there is no best champagne. It was very clear um, in the the early days of my ancestor when he said Une bonne maison, a good house should offer two champagne of the same quality and he st- when he started Crook he started Krug with the idea of producing something that did not exist elsewhere. So he changed not only he created a type of champagne that did not exist with Crook Grand Cuvée because Crook Grand Cuvée doesn't fit into any category and he Decided to change the offer, and his idea was not great champagne, good year, good champagne, other uneven quality. His idea was only great champagnes, and for him there were two types of great champagnes. There was a great champagne offering the fullest music of champagne, and another one offering the music of the year. And when we at Krug we release a vintage, the idea is not to have a better champagne from a better year the idea is to tell you the story of the year you want to show the
2: impression of the year
3: it is the story of the year at Krug we've made um, vintages in years which were not well known like 2003 for example which is a vintage where we got the same ratings as 2002, 2004, 2006 so vintage at Krook is not a a better offer it is the story of the year
2: I'm really really glad to Mm -hmm. be able to to try it I think it's wonderful. One of my favorites is 2003.
3: We gave it we gave it a nickname. 2000, we gave 2006 a nickname, which is capricious indulgence. Indulgence is what you, we just had in our glass. Capricious because we had a very capricious summer with a, at the same time heat wave and lots of rain. So at one stage we 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 had the feeling that this year would be extremely difficult. And not only it was beautiful, so it led to um, an outstanding uh, offering of of great character to join Grand Cuvées with other years. We had um, a great choice of uh, outstanding reserve wines, and besides that, we even had wines left to uh, create this group, 2006, and tell the story of the year.
2: Yes, I have a question regarding um, the most important. Uh, or maybe first, uh, I should ask you uh, how many uh, hectares of land is owned by crop
3: We own uh, 20 plus hectares of uh, vineyard, which represents one fourth of what we need. Yes. The rest is coming from a long-term contract with growers. Some of them are families who've been working with us for like five generations.
2: I've been uh, visiting a lot of uh, growers and they're really proud of uh, being a part of uh, Coug to uh, to deliver grapes to Coug. And uh, I know that you take really good care of, of them. Inviting
3: them to we do our best, but they do our best uh, also. So thank you. Dinners, parties, yeah. uh, tastings, and so
2: on. Mm-hmm.
3: But even more interesting is the work we do in, in the vineyard with them, because we we don't buy grapes from them, but we we buy the fruits from specific plots. For example, if we buy grapes from a grower in bouzi who owns. 15 plots and if the crew contract represents the equivalent of two or three plots, we don't take a part of these 15 plots, we want the grower to select which plot should be Identify for oh, really Krug. So, so, so we, go, we go plot by plot. And so every vinification we do at Krug is a vinification that comes from a specific plot. So you're asking the grower, which is your best plot? We don't use best. We use best. which one do you feel will create a, a musician that could elect. To be, I, to be part of the Krug orchestra, I think it's fantastic. So we have a lot of character. We work a lot with them on uh, uh, sustainability. Uh, Eric Lebel our Cellar Master uh, knows every plot and visits every plot before harvest. So we don't only we don't say send me your best grapes or good grapes. We say where is the plot? When is it? When do you start harvesting? What have you done this year? How can we help you? It's a real co- collaboration. So each of our two hundred fifty vinifications every year—they've been decided from the vineyard because you you make great champagnes in the vineyard, not in the cellar.
2: I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic, fantastic uh, philosophy. Mm. I wanted to ask you a question regarding what's the most important villages for for Coque, and uh, I wanted to uh, take away Lemanil and Abonay except from Lemenil
3: and Abonné what's the most important villages for uh, for Colombia? Obviously there is no answer to that question because uh, every year is different and this is exactly what Joseph uh, understood and decided he said I cannot rely on a good type of grape a good region nor even a good village or grower I need to have the, the broader choice I can every year so that every year when my top violin are not as good as they are usually when they the lack of agility, as I said before, we we will find violins elsewhere. So we need to be in a position where we don't rely on anyone. And if you want me to, to give a, an example, I would probably uh, mention... Um, 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 a village called Saint Gem. We work with a, lo- a group of family who are, where f- is who it are part in, in the Marne Valley, who are part of a, so co- a, a, a cooperative a, a with Meunier and we have outstanding wines from this uh, this part. Okay. So there is no hierarchy at Krug based on where you come from, who you are, what kind of grapes, etc. The hierarchy comes from the tasting room. We test all the wines individually, several times, blind. Yes. So when a musician is a wine, is identified to uh, join the orchestra we we know exactly why it's because we have listened to someone with a very specific character and they are never the same from one year to another remember Joseph he said the essence of champagne is pleasure I want to be able to offer the very best every year I will not have the very best every year I will not have it so how can I still make it I need to put myself in a position where, in good years, I can identify those whom I can put aside as reserve ones, and I will call them back later when I need them, and in more difficult years, I need to identify those who can still be playing with me. So this is why you need to go to individualities, because when you go to individualities, you, you, you find the right members. If you supply me three pressings from, let's say, Boozy. Yes. And if I have five or ten pressing from someone else, these ten pressing will all go with yours in the same vat. So I will have a vat which is the average Pinot Noir from Bouzy, two thousand nineteen. In a good year, fantastic. If someone has a weakness, maybe I don't find because it's lost within the others. In a difficult year, if seven out of ten are not so good, my wine will not be good. So I need to, to. Be able to identify those three that will still be good. He did create a type of champagne that did not exist. In my opinion,
2: is it is it true that it is is it more chardonnay in the 2006 than the 2004?
3: I think the best way to know is to use the Krug ID, which is on the okay. back of your bottle, yes. and will tell you the truth. Myself, I I have in mind that this is the opposite. There is more. I think in 2004 mm-hmm. than 2006, but actually we don't care when we blend.
2: Okay. We want
3: ahead. to have the instruments that carry the character of the year, mm-hmm. and a vintage is not about Chardonnay or Pinot Noir, a vintage is about what was the climate of the year. And this is why we give nicknames to help people to understand, and we call 2004 Luminous Freshness, yes. because that was the character of the climate, and we call it 2006. Capricious indulgence because that was the character of the vintage, whether Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, or Meunier are the most relevant to carry the story. Would be the choice in the tasting room. Usually, we finish the blend, and someone asks the chef de cave, say, Hey, by the way, what's the percentage? He say, Oh, let me calculate, okay. because we do it by test.
2: How many people are uh, involved in the, in the tasting? Process? Six, six to eight. Six to eight, and you're one of them. Yes, of course. And you've been it since more uh, thirty years. Thirty years ago. Why should people try crook? And what can they expect?
3: I think people should try Krug to um, enjoy the fullest expression of champagne. In champagne, sometimes you can hear some instruments, some others, but there are no other champagnes than Krug cuve Cuvee, in which you will hear all the instruments playing together. It's like you, if you remember, the first time you heard classical music. You may have stopped that. Why are there so many instruments in this music? And so Krug will will is a champagne which is known as a champagne that leaves the most uh, unforgettable memory of, of of champagne.
2: I'm really glad to be uh, able to try coke and it's a great uh, experience for me. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.
1: Music is something that is very very important. Josef Kryg som grundade Kryg förklarade att varje vingård, varje druva, varje år är ett litet litet instrument i en stor orkester. För att ni ska förstå det här så tänkte jag berätta om den här Kryg Grand 167. Det är nämligen så att bak på flaskan så finns ett Kryg ID så att man kan gå in på Krygs hemsida och knappa in den här koden och få ut väldigt mycket information om just den cuven som man dricker. Den här Kryg 167 då som vi hade på lunchen. Där hade vi en druvblandning med 36 % Chardonnay, 42 % Pinot Noir och 17 % Pinomenier.
0: Hej on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. Only at sleepnumberstores or sleepnumber.com
1: En blandning utav 191 olika vingårdar. Den äldsta vinet var från 1995 och det yngsta och så kallad basorgång då var från 2011. Och där hade vi då 58 procent som var ifrån 2011 har legat eh, cirka sju år på sin gästfällning. Eh, det är en blandning då på tretton olika årgångar. Och eh, fick sin korkvintern eh, 2017. Så att det är en väldigt, väldigt stort hantverk bakom varje kuvé hos Kryg. Och eh, den svåraste kuvén och eh, den absolut viktigaste är ju Grand Cuvé. Som står för ungefär 80% av totalproduktionen. Under lunchen, eller närmare sagt före lunchen, så fick vi ett glas Grand QV 167 och fick sätta oss i någonting som liknade nästan en biosittning där de hade ställt upp högtalare. Framför, bakom sidan var massa, massa högtalare och ett musikstycke då spelades upp som var speciellt framtaget just för den här QVn och jag tycker att det är en fantastisk upplevelse så att Om det är så att ni köper en kryggflaska- ifrån Systembolaget eller annan plats- så tycker jag att ni ska leta upp musikstycket- som då passar just till den kvinnan ni dricker. Sluta i ögon och bara njut av vad ni har i glaset- och av musiken, självklart. Jag tänkte att jag skulle berätta lite kort om lunchen. Det var nämligen så att vi fick- Menyn eh, var på en LP-skiva. Och jag snodde självklart med mig den här LP-skivan hem- som jag tänkte sätta in och ha som en tavla. Eh, så både menyn och eh, maten och vad vi drack- stod då på den här LP-skivan. Så att, eh, första serveringen, där hade vi Krygran QV 167- med en svensk mjölkko, kalix löjrom och svartkål. Andra serveringen hade vi Krygran QV 162- Tillsammans då med höstäpple, picklad paprika och surdegsbröd. Även det är väldigt, trevligt. Servering tre. Då fick vi Kryg 2004 tillsammans med gös, muskattpumpa, makaronmandel och smörsås. Detta avslutades då med en Kryg 2006. Svensk kalv, morot med fänkålspollen, ramslökskapris, pimento och krasse. Så som ni hör så var det en väldigt, väldigt avancerad meny Eller det låter som att det är en avancerad meny Men smakerna gifte sig väldigt, väldigt bra. Och det kändes rent och snyggt. Precis som krygchampanjerna. Jag tänkte inte att jag skulle bli långrandig. Men tänkte ge ett tips. Och det här tipset fick jag ifrån en provningsdeltager. Som sa att han köpte alltid champagne som var kylda på Systembolaget. Och jag fattade inte... Ja, jag, jag tror att det finns väl inget systembolag som har kylda flasker för det är väl mot svensk lag. Men faktiskt så har vi ju systembolaget pa pk PQ-huset där man då kan köpa bland annat Kryggrankvé kyld eh, ifrån deras vinkäller. Så att, eh, är det så att ni har kort om tid, hinner inte kylla flaskan, så spring ner till pk huset och eh, köp en flaska Kryggrankvé som också kostar. 1699 kronor, tycker jag är väldigt prisvärt och för er som ska beställa det här på bolaget så har det beställningsnummer 7494. Innan vi avslutar så tänkte jag nämna att från och med den 1 februari 2020 så kommer jag och Jessica ta över en vinkälla i Gamla stan. Där det finns vinskåp- där man kan förvara sina viner och vi kommer även starta en vinklubb där vi då erbjuder ett Stort antal provningar Som man kan gå på Tillsammans med sina vänner Och är det så att ni är intresserade Av att ha ett vinskåp Eller vara med i den här vinklubben Så får ni jättegärna mejla till Info Så ska ni få lite förhandsinformation där Men jag tycker vi gör som vi alltid gör Och avslutar med att Vi fortsätter dricka champagne Alla dagar och slutar på G